Western. All right, welcome back to On the Throne with Dick. How's it going, man? I'm I'm doing well, and I, I couldn't be happier to be a part of this. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, dude, of course, man. Ah, uh, fuck. This is this is Gord. Special guest with us this week is is Gord from the Second Act Podcast, and uh, I was on his podcast. What what was it? Eight months ago? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I dude, like I love your podcast. I love it, and um, like you know, it's I love what you do with your son at the beginning, right? Like it's. It's amazing, and I I kind of want to start getting my oldest daughter into that. She's, um, you know, uh, my wife makes little lunch videos of what she's packing for her for lunch in the mornings yeah. um, for school, and she's kind of got her saying, "This is my kindergartner's lunch for today." Yada yada yada. Right. So, yeah. like, what you do with your son on your podcast is kind of what I hope to get my daughter into. Even just a little introduction. Hey, welcome back to another episode of on uh, on the throne right and uh i don't know if you noticed there's five people watching this is my first ever uh live episode and yeah that's there's five people out here watching us that's great and i always think of that when uh when i look at my numbers on my podcast and i think you know however many people are, are, are listening to it that week and i think that's that's not a very big number but if those, that many people were sitting in front of me i would think holy cow look at all these people that you know, care enough about what I'm talking about to stop for a second. So thank you very much right. for the five people that are here. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it blows my mind because, you know, it's, it's five people, which, you know, not a lot. There's more people in this camp, but five people, like you said, are, are interested in what we're saying enough yeah. to, to come on in. And, you know, the power of social media, social media is crazy. Right. And, and, and as we've talked about when I was on your podcast eight months ago, you know, like, it was just what a ride it's been, right? Yeah. Well, you you were in the episodes. You were in the forties, forty five, forty six, and and this week's episode is number eighty seven. Um, so uh, you know, uh, I I really never missed a week since I decided to to do a podcast. I took about a month off last month when I was at the lake, and it and just I needed a break. Um, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And as you were saying, you know, my my son, he'll be fifteen here in about a week he's been he's been sitting in and he listens to him and we we do a little back and forth for a few minutes before each each episode and it's really neat to sit down with him and get his take on some of the things that we're talking about in there um you know the second act podcast is about people that are doing something a little bit different than what they started out at or or, or in your case just you know doing doing something different something fun something other people think man i would love to do that what what does that look like right a, a life of creation yeah. as i like to call it yeah and yeah man like like you said um you know when i was on there it's doing something different but i'm i'm doing the same thing that i've always done just you know adding to my plate right and you know it turns out when you have all this time in camp everyone's like oh i'm so busy don't have time for that i don't drink and i don't do other things and i don't really hang out with the crew sometimes i do right so like oh my boss where do you get time for this it's like there's tons of time. I don't go to the gym. I don't, I, you know, sometimes I don't have time, so I don't do it. Sometimes it's bed before anything else, you know, but yeah, there's, there's always time to do what you want to do. Right. Some guys go to the gym. Some guys go have a couple drinks. I do podcasts and, and TikTok. talk to my kids and my wife. 
Yeah, and I think if you have that little creative itch to you, which which I have, um, yeah. that that's a great way. Like I I've done a couple of things um, with the podcast where I've kind of I don't know what the right word is, but stretched my creative wings a little bit. Not obviously not to the to the level that that you do um, yet. Maybe maybe one day I'll get there, but but it's it's just a lot of fun when you're commuting or you know you're doing something where you, you you have some time and you're like man i watched that clip and that i could if i changed that and if i could manage to and then you write a little script out in your head and then you actually write it down and you, you throw it by somebody whose opinion you trust and the next thing you know they snickered or laughed and you're like okay i think i got this right it's it's a lot of fun to see it come to life yeah, it is. And I don't know if you can see the comments. There's comments that uh, you slide over the little comments tab. I don't know if you can see it. There's seven comments, right? <coughs> hey, Byron Miller. I love that guy. Chris K, that, that woman. Hey, um, uh, Lunar Communications, Lunar Comms. She, she's created my website. So big shout out to her. She She's amazing. Has a candy store that's opening in Topield, Alberta here soon. Uh, doing huge things. Kylie, how's it going? I see the wow. chat now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I was full screen before, but now I've got it down and I can see see what's going on here. It's uh incredible, incredible to see this many people sitting in live. Rooted for me. So interrupted. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Someone just called and interrupted it, Dennis. Okay, I gotta I gotta turn this to do not disturb mode. <laughs> can you hear me now yeah there you are you bet oh my airpods cut out Jeez. oh well whatever um yeah so so uh can yeah this is the stuff that people don't see when we're not live this is the live stream you know this is the shit that gets annoying is when people call in and you know so you know uh when you're listening back to the podcast um you know, you don't see the shit behind the scenes that's going on and what you got to do because it's all on my phone. Right. So. Well, and that's that's part of like when people ask about the podcast, it's like, how much time do you spend on it? And when I tell them to get a 45 minute, you know, reasonable podcast, it's probably eight to 10 hours, depending on how, you know, I've had some, you know, reasonably high profile guests on where you have to read up on things because they're going to talk about things and you want to have your your dates and time straight and it can be the next thing you know you're 12 14 hours into a podcast and it's 42 minutes for somebody to blow through on a monday morning right you you do a lot of editing then because like for me if i do like a two-hour podcast um it takes me so so you know how we were we were backstage before i hit live and we talked there for a little bit and sometimes i could go for a bit right you know and and then after it's done some people just leave but you know then there's times where we just finish it and we have a little chat afterwards and backstage or whatever you want to call it and you know so if it's two hours you know that could easily turn into three right yeah. and because shooting the shit in the at the front and at the back side of it but i don't really do any editing that much unless something is said that somebody really wants taken out it's like cool we'll take that out but for the most part i don't do any editing right i want the natural conversation i want it all to be heard right it, it's it's you know 
organic and, and, you know, it happened. If you don't want it, cool, we'll take it out. But for the most part, it's going up. Yeah, I, I do... I do some editing, especially if there's like, if I notice that somebody's saying, um, a lot, I'll kind of keep track. And then if, if, um, it gets to be just too much, I'll go in and I'll, I'll sit there and listen to it again and I'll just cut the ums out of it or whatever, or, or enough of that, that it, you know, doesn't sound so too bad. Um, I actually just recorded with a fella who he's from Indiana. He's a homesteader in Indiana. And, um, at the end of the podcast, I, I said, you know, man, you're, you're super well-spoken. Like you, the, the way you articulate what you, what you're trying to say is incredible. And I said, and, and you never said, um, the whole time I was like, I always keep track of that in case I have to go back. And, and he was like, I, I appreciate you saying that to me because, uh, he said, I stuttered like mad and I could not speak publicly until I started on TikTok. And he said, and once I started, you know, getting a little more comfortable in front of the camera, it came naturally. This is how I think, I could never articulate it. And now I'm learning how to articulate it. And, and I was like, well, dude, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Cause you're an incredible orator. Like it, it was, it was just an incredible interview. It'll be coming up here in a, in a couple of weeks. Ja, Jason, uh, pardon me, Justin, uh, I should know this. This is a name I should know. A Jackson fellow. He's, he's real good. Keep your eyes open for it. So did you, do you have a clicker or did you see the clicker on uh, Amazon? You, so you can get no. a clicker. You're recording a podcast you can listen in and when you're listening to it back every time you hear like an um or an uh or something or you say you, you know if you say something where you messed up you click and then when you're listening to it back you hear the click and then you but you say it again and then you end click and then you can go back in and then from it shows where you clicked to where you unclicked you can go in and and hover above it delete and 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 you know it's easy it's a lot easier uh someone sent it to me i'll send it to you but i am not well spoken uh i say a lot of things i have a lot of brain farts and that has a lot to do i think with adhd that just it's never been diagnosed or anything like that but like it's definitely there and i uh, had dennis here dennis Devereaux. i don't know you can see in the comments there he was actually on episode two and I don't know. Did you listen to episode two, Gord? No, I never listened to episode two. Okay, so episode two, him and I started talking about one thing. We sidetracked off, a, off of a sub conversation that happened, you know, in there somewhere. We went this way for like twenty five minutes, and then I'm like, so, anyways, back to this, and we have going straight. And uh, I do that a lot. It's, it's, I think it's funny, and and I just play with it. I, I love it. Well, I apologize, Dennis. Um, I did listen to episodes one. Uh, three and four and I just skipped the one of course the person who I skipped is is actually attending the live and uh, I got egg on my face so Dennis Dennis is a stud I don't know if you ever want to talk to a guy who who's in a second act that guy right there right like he is an engineer from I don't know he's, he's from Ontario or Newfoundland but he lived in Ontario and uh you know he was an engineer for chrysler i believe it was and and he's just had enough and came out to the oil field and 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 now he's in the oil patch and and doing his thing here right so you know he uh he's he's definitely i, I call him a good friend i i definitely had him on that episode i'm gonna have him on many more i love the energy he brings a lot of the time the comedy he brings to some stuff so I, i'm definitely we've talked about it he's definitely gonna be a co-host of, uh, of mine a special guest co-host or whatever um once in a while yeah we have a lot of adhd or add combos for sure 
That's that's great. Well, Dennis, well, I'll uh, I'll get your your contact info from uh, from from Dick here, and we'll we'll have to you know see if there's a fit for maybe what we're trying to do over at the Second Act Podcast, talking to people who are, who are doing something a little different than what they started out at. That's for sure. I feel like a salesman, Dick. When I, when I say that, it's it's wild. I was like, man, you got to make sure you you tell all of Dick's fans what 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 the Second Act Podcast is all about, so that people might get uh, curious. But um, it's it's funny to to when I get in here, I get really self-conscious because I feel like I'm at your house. Right. And I wouldn't just start telling your family and friends about me, but, but that's what these kind of things are about. It's discovery. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you want to tell Dennis, the kind of guests that you've had on your podcast, because let me tell you the guest list is amazing. And, and I will tell you one of my all time favorites that you've had on there, but you, you just tell them the kind of people you've had on first. And if you get to the, if you hit the money, the money shot on there, Dennis is going to be erect fully. Like, no, (laughs) that's great. I appreciate uh, that visual as I head into, uh, as I head into, so uh, I've had, I've had an incredible amount of guests, Um, you know, some people with names you're going to recognize. I've had um, Kelly Rudy, Scott Oak, uh, Natasha Staniszewski, Rick, the Tamp, Rick Campanelli, uh, former Saskatchewan uh, premier, pardon me, Brad Wall. Um, and, and it's been, it's been quite a ride, but I'll tell you the, the guests that I want to tell you about are, are people like, uh, Olivia Hartley, a, a girl from, um, the, the lower mainland Va- Vancouver Island, who was a, a sex worker or a sex therapist type worker. And, and she became a sex worker, a high-end call girl, um, Jesse Crisson. He's a, he's a guy from Virginia in the United States who spent 19 of, of a, 19 years of 32 in prison uh in a, of, a, of his 32 year prison sentence and then he was paroled with no notice and he was trying to reintegrate himself into the world and and it's just you know the, the guests like that are the ones that i just uh i i there's so much fun to bring to people for every dr jody carrington that people want to you know they know and, and they go and hear the story that they've heard already i have five of these people that you've never heard of that you may walk by or you never know where they live and, and those are the guests that i love to bring so you hit the money spot with Dennis, see? Rick Campanelli. You're <laughs> <laughs> from the GTA. Rick Campanelli, big deal, or was a big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh it's funny because my I'm coming up, I'm 87 episodes deep, and I'm coming up to episode 100. And the two names that I've put out into the world that I'd like to have for episode 100 are uh uh George Strombolopoulos because of what he's done. But my yeah. ultimate bucket list guest for for episode 100 would be Haley Wickenheiser because she's done, I mean, on on her own, she's one of the greatest hockey players regardless of gender ever. But then, oh, by the way, she's also the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs and she's an emergency room attending physician and all these other things. And it's like to to not just rest on those laurels and keep doing things, man, I, I, I'd love to understand an hour with her to understand what makes her tick. I think that would just be the, the coolest thing. Yeah. It, oh man, that'd be crazy. So, um, you don't have uh, the second act on TikTok, do you? I started one, so I did an engagement thing in in January, um, and I I was doing it where I was creating it on TikTok and then just using it on an Instagram, and my Instagram suffered. My Instagram's my my, my podcast isn't huge, right? Like I, I'm nowhere near your numbers, and so then I started creating it on Instagram and like creating two of the same and using the hashtags that are specific to Instagram and specific to, 
TikTok, and lo and behold, I got a bunch of traction. My my engagement for the month of January was like a thousand percent greater than it was for December. Yeah. So, so now I'm kind of like, oh, son of a son of a gun, it works. Now I got to keep doing this. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. so I've I've been kind of yeah, I've been pushing the TikToks a little bit more recently, trying to come up with creative new things to do on TikTok. So, what? the reason why those numbers are, are, are what they are. Right. And, and you're starting to do it is like, I put an insane amount of like, I guess, press work into it or tour or, or, or media work into it. Right. Like I tour the shit out of it. Right. Right. I, I started the on the throne uh, podcast, TikTok page. And what I'm doing, I go to, I go to random lives. Right. I just go through the, I scroll the lives and I listen to people talk and, and I'm like, Hey, What's going on? I start conversations with them. They start conversations with me. We follow each other. Uh, I put out, you know, uh, teaser trailers. Something with the last podcast we talked about doing, and I think we started doing. But like um, this one here, like I, I did Dennis's a great disservice, and I, I I'm sorry about that. Um, you know, I wasn't you know fully prepared with how I wanted to go about it at the time. And then, you know, when episode three hit, I'm like, hey, teaser trailers. I'm not going to keep it a secret until the day of anymore. I'm going to pump this up for a week, right? And not even a week, four days, right? Because by the time I'm done pumping up episode three, we're three days away from episode four. So I'm like, okay. So I give it a break for a day, go on Saturday. I'm like, okay, let's start pumping up the next episode then. Put out a couple of them. And then, you know, I I started making videos of of myself on on there you know with just the trends and stuff and then when it comes to facebook i joined every podcast group i could think of on facebook and it's like hey share your link here share your link here hey what's your show where is it about yada 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 so i just pump it out there right and you know like i'm finding the same issue it's not really an issue i'm really pumped and i'm it's a goal of mine i want to get the podcast listened to in south america because i couldn't do it last time and so far i can't but someone in wichita kansas wherever you are whoever you are in wichita kansas <laughs> big shout i don't know who you are but i love you you're a big bright red spot on the on the map and i love that um but we're in the ukraine right now africa the middle east lots in europe uh, yeah. you know, Think it's i think it's crazy and so you know then i shared on my instagrams and twitter and i put it on linkedin and i just shared everywhere right and it's you gotta you gotta do it right and then you know one guy was like i'll follow for follow i'm like okay here's what i'll do i'm like i'll like your show but i want to listen to it first here's mine and and it's i don't want just a follow for follow i want you to can you can you listen to it listen to it i don't want you to like it just because you want me to like yours right i want you to like it because you like it right and he's like yeah sure why not and i listened to his i listened to half of it i fell asleep because i was i was traveling and it was just like that's what i do when i travel i sleep i put a podcast on fall asleep and uh from what i heard of it i liked it so i you know i i i, I followed and you know so so you know i got a follower to him too so which is pretty good and, and he and he gave me some feedback he said he enjoyed it he listened to the one with chris barber he listened to the one with dennis and hey tracy max in the house yeah oh chris that would suck she said <laughs> she's like i changed my ip location it's me everywhere <laughs> well shout out to you <laughs> well Dennis, Dennis says, I have an amazing idea that will get international attention. All right, let's do it. 
Let's Does it involve it. kidnapping uh, an, uh, an embassy's uh, daughter or something like that? <laughs> so I'm trying to get right now, you were talking Kelly Rudy and Scott Oak. I'm trying to get um, uh, trying to get Theo Fleury on, right? Oh, yeah. I think that would be an amazing podcast. And I already talked to someone that knows Theo Fleury, who was already on my show last week, Chris Barber. He is... Um, friends with Theo Fleury. So I'm like, Hey man, do you think you can hook me up and, you know, get in his ear a little bit, tell him somebody, you know, wants to, he wants you on his podcast. And he's like, man, I can do that. I'm out with him today. So I don't know how that went. I don't want to push too hard. I'm going to, you know, sound like I'm being crazy about it. So that's, that's the only time I've ever done that was when I had Kelly on and he was super, super great. Uh, you know, that's one thing I like to talk about when, when I have, somebody with a profile on is, is, you know, I've had a, some people and they're all, they've all been just so good, man. And Kelly was the best. And I said, you know, I, I would like to have Scott Oak on. I, he's, he's one of the guys that I've just been, and he's not active on social media and he's just impossible to get a hold of. Um, you know, is there anything you could do? And Kelly's like, he's so a matter of fact, well, I'm flying to Toronto to be on hockey night in Canada this weekend. So I'll, you know, I'll be throwing it over to him at some point. And sure That's enough, amazing. like four days later, I get a text message and the, the contact card says Scott Oak. And I'm just like, is this real life? Give me a break. Dennis, Dennis has a, Dennis is a great idea. Is that Kylie's friend, Dennis? Uh, the, the lady who made that video of like, you know, moms need to do more than just be a mom, right? Like she dressed, she was wearing her bikini at the beach and she had her kid and she's like, Hey, you know what? I'm a mom, but I'm also a person too. And I want to look good and feel good sometimes. And she went super viral. She's being interviewed in like the New York times and over in Europe and stuff about it. And she getting a lot of hate for it, but yeah, no, that's a great idea. Dennis, I'd love to do that. You just let me know. And boy, Devereaux, dude, I don't care if Boyd Devereaux is a douche. He's still a former Toronto Maple Leaf. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's part of the part of the uh, you know run, risk you run, right? They tell you to never meet your heroes, and uh, you never know if somebody's going to be tough to tough to manage, tough to deal with. You got to kind of just uh, hope for the best when you when you reach out to people. You know, I've been pretty fortunate. I had uh, Earl Pereira from Widemouth Mason, and he was like the best. Um, Tara Sloan was a couple weeks ago from hometown hockey. And, and what I remember her from is the Banjoy dropped the video with Tommy Lee. And, uh, and she, you know, she was just, she was the best. Like she just couldn't have been a better, better guest. She was professional. She was on time. Her audio was great. And she was just cool. Right. Which is like the best of both worlds. So before we get too far in here, where can we find your podcast? Uh, I'm I'm on all the podcast carriers. Uh, the bulk of my traffic comes from Apple and Spotify, but I'm on Good Pods, Google Podcasts. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's called the Second Act Podcast. As I was saying, it's it's we're about 80, 87 episodes deep. Um, Dick alluded my my 15 year old son and I record an intro, and then we try to find people that are on the second act of of their life, their career. It's an, it's a funny story um, about how I I started it. Um, I, through my work, I became friends with, with the next NHL or Stanley cup champion here in Calgary. And, uh, and I'll, I'll say his name cause he's been on the podcast, Robin Regeer. And, um, but once you, once you met Reg and then you met his business partner, his business partner was, was an actually a more interesting guy. Robin just happened to have a Stanley cup ring and Joe Sackick's phone number in his, in his phone. Right. 
Um, wow. And once he got past that, his business partner was like, he was, he's owned a bunch of businesses. He was like a high angle rescue specialist for the Calgary fire department. He acted in all those, you know, Westerns that they shot down around Longview and stuff. He was an extra in all them. Um, and I was just like, and I'd known him for a year or more when I found all this stuff out about him. And I just thought how many people are like that. Right. And, and then you start asking around and, and a lot of people are like that. So, so I wanted to just highlight stories of people. I was in the spot, man. I was, I was working at a place. I wasn't, I wasn't super thrilled to be, but I was kind of like a lot of people would have thought it was a great job and it was a good job, but just, I, it had run its course with me and, uh, and kind of the spot I was at in my life. I, I went back, I, I was, it was through COVID and, and I was fired slash laid off. And, uh, I went to Mount Royal. I took some adult education courses to understand how adults process things and information. And I started a podcast talking to people, trying to figure out how to engage people and talk to people and, you know, in an hour in a compressed time frame, have a meaningful conversation. And that was like a skill development thing that I wanted for myself. And in the meantime, if I got to have an excuse to reach out to, you know, whoever pick, pick somebody that's, that's George Strombolopoulos or, or Haley Wickenheiser um, so much the better. So, yeah, so that's what we've been doing over there. Um, and, you know, we, we try to, we are, we're active on Instagram and now TikTok. We're trying to engage people and see who people want to hear. It's March uh, is women's history month. So I'm got a bunch of cool ladies lined up to, to talk to people that are, uh, I've got a lady from Atlanta, Georgia, who, is uh she's on tiktok as millennial miss frizzle she was a uh, she's a phd candidate in education and she quit to work at costco because of the condition of the american education system wow um, i got another lady who's a death doula she she helps people you know be comfortable in those last times of her life and that's like a crazy like you know that that's a career and uh, you know how did you decide that was what you wanted to do we have these conversations with people right so I, I've been asking a lot of people that like, I don't know their story, but I know like just from what I see and I want to like dive in a lot more and find out and, and the things that come out are actually pretty cool. And, you know, um, so I had a friend on Facebook today. He commented on uh, another post that my other friend had commented on that I also had liked. And he's like, Jesus, do you guys know everybody in everywhere? And and it's like, well, that's kind of my, my thing, you know, like I, I, uh, what, it, what would you call that? I'm, I'm a, not a social media guy. I guess I kind of am, but like, um, I'm a networker. I like to, I like to, you know, run into random people, talk, find out what they do, get to know them. Right. I do that out on site. Right. That's where that comes from. Uh, I was walking through the halls, uh, when I was at Husky sunrise 10 years ago, whatever it was. I was walking through the halls. I couldn't sleep. It was nine o'clock at night, whatever, nine thirty. And um, this guy, he's like, "Hey, my phone is dead, and I need to call my son and wish him a happy birthday. And this machine is not spitting out a phone phone card. Can I use your phone? Absolutely, man. Call your son. Here you go." After he got off the phone, we got to talking a little bit. He was the operations manager for Husky Canada. And I have them saved in my phone. And once in a while, I still text them a little bit once in a while. And uh, there's 
there's another guest I haven't even thought about yet, right? So we still text once in a while. I, what's his name here? I can't look because my phone is on, but uh, his name's Tony, I believe, or, or something like that. And, uh, you know, like, it starts with a T anyways. But so anyways, uh, you know, we talk once in a while and, and he asks me how life's going. And, and, you know, I haven't talked to him in a few months probably. But, like, you know, that'd be kind of cool to, you know, update him on, you know, where it's going. Like, where things have gone for me in my, I guess, career from, if you want to call it that, from where I was back then to where I am now. And, you know, I know Husky is no longer a thing. I think they got bought out by, like, CNRL or something. So, yeah, Synovus, yeah, yeah, Synovus, Synovus, yeah, they got bought out by Synovus, yeah, yeah. So, I love, I love talking to people, like, you know what I mean, like, you know, uh, anybody, you know, it's, it's cool. Look at Chris, Chris here, Chris came in my live, she came into my live one day on TikTok, had no idea what she did, but she wanted, she started talking to me, getting to know me through getting to know her and talking to her, she designs websites. I just happened to be looking for a website. Yeah. Right. Boom. Chris is here. Now she's starting her own candy store in Tofield, the sour moose. And, and here we go. Now I know someone that owns and runs a candy store. That's it's, that's so it's a small world. And it, and that's funny because my, my, my maternal grandfather, my my mom grew up in Nelson, BC. I'm from a little town in Saskatchewan on the, in the Northeast corner of Saskatchewan. But my grandfather would come out to visit us and he was a mailman in it for his career so he walked and talked that's what he did so when he retired he would drive and he would pull over for coffee because he was never in a hurry it was a two-day drive to get out there and and he just would talk to people and he would always oh well you must know so and so and they would have somebody it was two degrees of separation at the most from from john mcdermott and and my son the same thing is is i'm kind of like that and it floors my son we were fishing in northern saskatchewan two years ago or last summer, I guess. And I I'd had some, some tooth troubles and, and I just couldn't get into the, to the dentist before we went away. So I was jacked on ibuprofen for our, our vacation and um, I'd, I'd lost my ibuprofen. So we stopped in at little bear Lake, Saskatchewan at the resort. And um, the, the lady that we were buying ibuprofen from, she asked where we were from. And I told her Carrot River, Saskatchewan. And she said, Oh yeah, well, I worked at such and such an auction mart there and and we got talking and turns out she'd done the auction sale just down the road from my dad's farm and she knew about where we, you know what i mean and we got to the truck and and liam was like like is that real life like did that just happen did you seriously just have like an eight minute conversation with a woman you're trying to buy painkillers from just because you happened to tell her and i was like but bro that's how it goes when somebody says good and you say and you and then you follow up that question you'll never know where that that follow-up question leads and that follow-up question that's the difference between good and good in you right yep absolutely and you know thinking back on it now this is how i got this job that i currently have now on the back truck right i was on site uh it was it was uh in canna site i was a frack pad and i was working for frack shack hated my job didn't want to be there but i was looking right? and you know, walking around site getting to know people what they did what you know how much they made and and what they needed to be there like education wise and certs certs wise and whatnot and then i ran into a guy named wayne and he works here still and um you know we started talking started having the conversation and he's like well we're always looking for guys and i'm like perfect because i hate this job <laughs> right so 
So um, that was in July. I wanted to, you know, give my two-week notice, but so it was really weird how that happened. I think they got wind or whatever. So I didn't end up starting here till November, right? So they they sat me for a while, but I'm I remained incredibly loyal. I wanted to give my two-week notice. I worked a week, and then they sat me for a while, and then I went away. I think I went away somewhere. I'm not sure. And then I moved. So then, you know, um, so then I worked that week. I left. And then I came here and, you know, I've been here for four years now. Right. And, and do I love it? I mean, it has its moments. It definitely sucks at times, but, but you know, whatever it's, uh, it's been an interesting time. And Wayne still works here. One of my favorite people to work with almost every single time I've been hurt or almost died. It's because of him. So we're, we're golden. I love the guy. Yeah. It's, and it's those little um, connections that you make that make all the difference and make a job that maybe isn't awesome all the time bearable. Right. Because you have that connection with the guy. Yeah, absolutely. And and now my, my work son works here, you know, kids getting into the business and, or the industry at such a young age. Well, they're not young age, you know, they're 18, 19. Right. And, but you know, I'm getting older, right. I'm no longer the new guy or the youngest guy in the crew. It's like, shit, man, this, this kind of sucks. My back hurts. My knees ache, you know, my jeans, my jeans are too tight, but they're not like, what the hell's going on here? Right. And, and, uh, you know, in walks this guy full of piss and vinegar and, and, you know, we're, we're shooting the shit all the time. And I'm like, fuck, you know, for a Gen Z, you're kind of cool. Right. And then, you know, his mom's only a couple years older than me bonus. Right. That's a joke. That's a joke. Everybody. I, <laughs> whatever and uh no super spell guy he calls me he calls me dad all the time it's it's really weird <laughs> yeah well and that's uh that's part of the transition as you come away i mean i i was the same way i i was you know right out of high school started working on rigs and was the youngest guy and had to just learn to shut up and do what you're told and then all of a sudden i i tell i've told this story you know i was a, a roughneck on a precision 284 on the chinchaga road and i was i was scrubbing the the whatever the doghouse or whatever it was i can't remember but i looked over and seen the consultant sitting in a shack with his feet up and he was watching the hockey game and i thought to myself you know that that's a good job i'm gonna do that job someday and and sure enough a few years later i'd i'd, I'd worked my way up to driller and then i went back to school and got my petroleum engineering diploma from sate and so i went back out as a well site supervisor and i don't know seven six seven years later i was i was that guy but you'd be phoning into Calgary to talk to the superintendent and he'd have to excuse himself. Cause he was, you know, he was at Earl's or whatever. And he's, yeah, okay, just give me a second. And then the, the din would, would come down and he'd start, you know, and you'd tell him all the things breathlessly that were going on in your lease. And he'd be like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. And he'd hang up. And I thought to myself, that guy's got a good job. I'm going to do that job someday. And so then a few years later, there I am as a drilling and <laughs> superintendent and, and you're the guy, taking those calls and it dawned on me about the second year into that that the guy who really had the world by the tail the guy who had it made was the guy that was rubbing the paint off the side of the rig because he was making all the money and at the end of at 7 30 or 7 o'clock he went away for 12 hours and didn't give a shit what was going on right and that's the guy who had her made talk about that all the time man you everyone everyone wants to be the consultant because all they see is the feet up arms behind the head watching the tv what they don't see is the man crying himself to sleep every night they don't see him when he's pulling his hair out right i had a good conversation with the, and 
I really want to get a consultant on, you know, uh, I know a couple of them that I could talk to that would probably do it. But, um, you know, I was having a good conversation with Ryan McLean, uh, consultant on PD 574. They're mainly out of uh, Dawson in the last couple of years. They were in Fox. That's how I got to know them. But uh, then they moved over to Dawson and now they're in GP. And, uh, you know, solid guy, you know, started out on that rig as just, you know, just bottom feeder, worked his way up, driller, uh, tool push. Now he's the rig manager, right? Yeah. Now he's the consultant. And, uh, you know, he says to me, he's like, man, you know, he's like, sorry, I had to push the uh, cement job back so many times, man. He's like, uh, you know, uh, cementers got caught up on this job so they were going to be a couple hours later so i had to call like 50 other people to be like hey you guys can't come till this time and then something else happened so i had to call 50 other people back and be like hey it's been pushed back this way and then the cementers call back and like hey we actually freed up earlier than we thought we would we can be there now so then he has to call 50 people back and be like hey can you come now right and then you know yeah, so he he's responsible for everyone, and not to mention who's going to jail if something happens on that site, right? Or Ooh. or some something goes a little bit sideways, and there's ten engineers in Calgary breaking down the pace on by the minute, and you're yeah. sitting there with your hair on fire trying to get all these people off location, and then they're like, "We, we just want to talk about what were you thinking here, right there?" And you were like, "You're like seriously, guys, this is the conversation. Can I just get my ticket signed? Can we get this show on the road here?" And, yeah, it's incredibly, uh, it's it's a thankless job. I, I, on being on every side of that role, it's a thankless job. There's no, all you do is try to get to the other side with as much money as you can. Speaking speaking of which, just want to give a, a quick shout out to, uh, there's a rig, a service rig down the Big Stone here in Fox Creek. It uh, It is no longer with us today. It burned to the ground. Everyone made it off site safely. And then down towards Grand Prairie, uh, another one, I guess, uh, blew up, or so I heard. I don't know how true it is yet. And that was like a day or so ago, and there was a fatality apparently. So uh, that's pretty sad shit, and uh, that oh, sucks. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, that's a bummer, man. That's let's pour one out for for the fella or the the lady, the person um, yeah. that went to work one day and didn't come home. That's uh, unacceptable in our industry. It is. And you know what's crazy about that? I don't know if we can really talk about it too much, but whatever, it's it's a fact. Um, for every certain amount of man hours work, they're allowed to kill one person or two people. You know what I mean? They're, it's it's a thing. It's a statistic, and they're allowed to do it without repercussion. Like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, you work this many hours? Cool. Here's a freebie, right? And, and you know, that that's unacceptable, right? Like, you know, it's looked at as like, well, it was bound to happen. So, you know, but, you know, goal zero or journey to zero or mission zero is, is a thing. So I, I believe they're trying to take steps to make sure there is none. Right. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's it, there's never an excuse in any any industry for a situation to exist where somebody comes to work and, and can't go home safely with the family. And that's just um it, it can't be a slogan on the back of coveralls or, or on the side of a truck. It has to be the way that everybody in in that workplace feels. That's just, that's the only way to be that. That's, that's the only option. Yeah. Yeah. No. What's uh, when, when you, when you worked on the rigs, what was the craziest thing you've seen or did? <laughs> I wonder what the statute of limitation, that's over 20 years. Um, 
So we were, I was working on Precision 284, which was an old jackknife triple. It was about a 3,500 meter rig. It had two pumps. It was, it was a nice size rig. We were working down the Wolf Lake Road, uh, just south of Edson for Talisman. And uh, I still remember the consultant's name, but in case he's a, he's a listener, I'm going to spare him the, the details. Um, so we were, we were drilling the one last hole before breakup. Um, they were going to actually rack the rig at a, at a plant site or compressor site down there. So it was muddy. It was mucky. Um, things were, were tough to get in and out of. We were staying in Edson. So it was a long drive to get in and out of, and, uh, we were on our 24 hour, we were on our eight hour short change. So we, we came in at, um, midnight or whatever time. And, and we were going to work till seven in the morning and, we were just just starting to pump singles about midnight that night. I was working motors, so I was the guy. I had the empty hard hat, and I was, you know, we there's there was all Kellys back then. There was only ultra supersonic rigs had top drives, so I was uh, putting the spinning chain on, racking racking pipe back in the mosel to lay it down because because uh, we that was the only way you could use the pump to get off bottom. So we we pumped our whatever ten or twelve joints and uh, and everything started coming free. So I was in the doghouse taking my, my rain gear off and taking my rubber gloves off, getting some green Kings. And, and I heard a, a big thump and, and I heard screaming and I looked out and my driller was, was on the floor on his knees on the rig floor. And, and the brake handle was down into the cellar and, and he reached up and, and he was playing with his drum clutch. And what had happened was, um, the brake band, the, the linkage in the brake band around the drum had snapped and and his his brake handle fell through the floor and he reached up and engaged his hoisting clutch. Uh, but enough wraps had come off the uh, the drum that when he did that and it snapped the other way, it broke right at the saddle. So everything was free falling. But of course, with all that debris in the hole, the bit was being held up. So the Kelly and and everything was out over top of the v-door and then when the bottom let go it just slung shot everything over top of the draw works and and the floor motors and everything came to a crashing halt right there on the floor and uh right where the, the i guess the i don't know what they call them these days but back then there was a dummy roughneck and a stud roughneck so the dummy side roughneck he was kind of on that rig he was kind of cornered where the chain for the rotary table came off the draw works and right where that dummy roughneck, his name was Russ Federley. If I've lived to be a hundred, I'll never forget the guy. Um, where he should have been standing was was essentially the Kelly, like where the, everything piled up. And uh, and so I came out, and the Derek Hound was down in the chain shack because he'd been rolling pipes. So he was down in the chain shack getting ready to go up the stick. Shannon was our driller. He was obviously shaken, not stirred, and. Uh, and there was two roughnecks unaccounted for. And so we were yelling, there was Colin and Russ and Colin, Russ and Colin come. He was down on the floor or on the, on the V-door stairs. He watched it all happen in real time. Um, and then Russ came up from, he just bailed onto the mud tanks and uh, we were just like, what, what the hell just happened? So I, I ran down to get the Derek hand. We went over, I went over and got the tool push. It was the middle of the night. Everyone was sleeping. And, so we dropped the blocks over top of the floor motor, over top of the draw works. We re-spooled, we slipped and cut, and we were using soft line and, and uh, the snake to restring the blocks at seven o'clock in the morning. Like we, we didn't even call Calgary. I don't know what they did, but nobody was holding it, making it like that's an OHS violation. That's like a lifting hoist, a lifting mechanical lifting device failed. 
And that morning when the other crew came on, they were two hours away from continuing out of the hole. Like it was just absurd. The things that we, we did, it was crazy. Safety has gotten a lot better in the last, you know, well, 20 years, but the, even more than that. But when I first started in the patch, right, like I was working on a gravel crusher, right, and uh, in GP, and the safety guy was standing right there watching everything. And I had a five-foot crowbar and a sledgehammer, and I hit my finger and took my finger to the bone, right? I've poured water over his blood and I've never had water sting a cut that badly before. So I'm sitting there trying to wrap it. We'll make sure no one's washing. Right. And, and the safety guy turned around he's right there. And he's like, let me see. He looks at it. He's like, do you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, are you asking me or telling me? And he's like, well, do you want to? And I'm like, not really. He's like, do you want to go back to camp? I'm like, no, if I get, if I go back to camp for this now, people are going to call me a sissy or a wussy or whatever. I use different words, but whatever. And he's like, okay. And he wraps it up for me. And he's like, have a good day. Right now I took this finger here. I had a piece of like a little piece of, uh, I guess a hook or whatever from uh, the Mr. Pad go in this side and out the other side. And I knew what had happened. It was chewing through our gloves all day. It was only a matter of time before someone had, had gotten it, right? And it just happened to be the last of Mr. Pad. And I I bear hugged the shit out of it, picked it up, I took it, and it chewed through. And I'm like, oh, that bit more than glove, right? So I looked down. I'm like, oh, shit. I wrapped my hand back around very gently, and I Superman dove out of the vessel. And uh, so I, I ripped my air mask off and and whatever and uh god bless the air hand for like being right there to unhook my air immediately because i was running right by the time i made it to the medic it had already clotted up so like that was pretty cool right it went through an existing scar which i had and you can see it or not but it went it went through an existing scar and um that had gotten from roofing with my dad that took my whole half my whole knuckle clean right off my finger pretty much and so um he's like well you're done for the day you're going to the hospital you can't drive yourself you got to call someone to take you so it was like an hour and a half away from fox had to call my boss my boss came they did a whole report and i've still talked to the safety guy this day that happened like two and a half three years ago he's like yeah it, that was like a year and a bit's worth of paperwork and, and investigating we had to do and not right. That's crazy. And so I, I went to the hospital. I don't know if you've been to the Fox Creek hospital, but ever had the pleasure of being there. You're in and out fairly quickly. Right. But they, uh, I'm pretty sure it was muscle hanging out of, of the bottom there a little bit. And I was, I was, I was like pulling on it a little bit and it did not feel good. And so he like scrubbed it put some chemical or whatever medicine on it, wrapped it in a bandaid. It's like, you're fine. It's good. And I'm like, man, the horror stories I hear from my coworkers that come out of this hospital, like they always have to go to GP or white court to get proper treatment. I'm like, this, this can't be good. Right. But I took him for his word. Cause that's all, that's what I wanted to hear. Right. So yeah. it wrapped up and, and within three days, uh, what did I do? I think I squeezed it a couple days later. I got all the pus out and then it healed over. And that was the end of that. Jesus, you should be a doctor on the side. I should, man. Can you imagine, Doctor Dick? <laughs> Doctor Dick, medicine. 
there you go that's like a whole uh that's a whole new angle on the uh the social media the podcast world you could uh get people to call in and uh give them facetious uh, solutions to their issues like sue johansson on the sunday night sex show remember her dr sue dr sue sue johansson on the sunday night sex show used to get away with watching it somehow but uh you know so you know i i love talking to the old hands there was uh a clean harbors guy um you know he was he was on site doing his thing um you know the whatchamacallit fuck I, it's not coming to me right now the you know what i'm calling you know what i'm calling you know what it is though right he's the clean harbors guy he does the um fuck come on now someone must know i, I can't remember anyways so i was i was cleaning out his uh poly tank and uh, we got to shoot in the shit one day. The guy's seven years old. His wife's 45. I'm like, good for you, man. And he just had a kid like four years ago. I'm like, shut up. Like, this wow. guy's going to die on the rig, right? Not like yeah. because of incident or anything. But like, he's going to he's gonna have a heart attack in camp one day. And that's just going to be it. And it's going to be of natural causes. Like, heart, heart attack from old age. See you later. And uh, we were talking. And I'm like, man, how long you been in the patch for, man? I'm like, how long you working the race? And it's a centrifuge, by the way. No one had to tell me. So, um, so um, uh, he's like, well, when I first started, we were digging our own trenches by hand. Yeah, I did that. That wasn't that long ago. That's fucked. Yeah, steam. Get the steam going around. Get some heavy plastic. Get start digging trenches. You gotta have a place to blow your boiler down by the end of the day. So you started there, and yeah. We just suck the boiler out now before we leave. Oh no, <laughs> we, we we make a we used to dig a big hole and create a big hazard of hot water melting all around you. So somebody at least once a while tripped into it or slipped into it or whatever. Yeah, nice, good for you guys. We uh we had a we we drilled a well for Conoco at Sunset House one time, and we had an old old consultant. He was old. He was seventy five or eighty. He was old, and uh, and. He was a back when consultants, he worked for Conoco as, a, as an employee, well site supervisor. And he worked till he was 65. And we were sitting and we said, Why didn't you retire? Like, that would have had, they would have had a great pension match. Like, there would have been absolutely no reason to con continue to work. And I forget where he's, they lived, him and his wife lived on a acreage outside of some city or town or whatever. And, and he said, I, I got home and I, like I was home for 10 days, like I normally would have been. And then on day 11 or 12 or whatever, he said, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I said, well, what do we do? And his wife said, well, we go to town for coffee. And so they jumped in his truck and he said, they backed out of the garage and they were driving towards the end of the laneway. And his, his wife went to light a cigarette because they couldn't smoke in the cafe. So she was going to have her cigarette on the way there. And he said, you don't smoke in my truck. And he got to the end of the laneway. He turned around and went back into the garage and walked into the house and phoned his old superintendent. <laughs> I'm coming back to work. I don't care where you put me, but don't leave me here. And he'd been working for like 15 more years after that. That's crazy. I, uh, a lot of stories. And I've talked to a lot of guys that are like, yeah, man, I, I got out of the patch for a while. I was out for two, three years. Wanted to go home, spend time with the wife and kids or the kids were empty. The kids had gone out. Now we were empty nesters. I wanted to go and be with my wife. I got home and you know, the oil runs in your veins now, right? The, the, there's something about the smell of invert and, um, you know, uh, sawdust, uh, you know, that just, it calls you. Right. And, uh, when I was trying to get my, uh, when I was getting my air fresheners going, I actually wanted a sawdust, a sawdust and invert scent, somehow get an invert scented uh, air freshener, but it didn't work out that way, but we're not done yet. So 
whatever we can figure that out along uh, along the way uh, maybe i'll take a sample of invert somewhere someday and they can make that a full-time scent but uh yeah and 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 this guy he's like yeah i went home i spent two years there and he's like two years with uh, two years with the wife and we we were it was either come back to work or get divorced and yeah. you know that's that's shit man you know that you know that that is shit you know because that's that's your wife that's that's you know you you got to learn to live with each other again and 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 i get that would be hard you know we do that every every days off seven days off you learn to live with each other again and then it's time to go but you know it sucks when 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 the time comes and and you gotta learn to live with each other again and you just can't figure it out that scares the hell out of me right you know what i mean i i don't think my wife and i will ever have that issue you know i just i'll i just I'll push her buttons to the day I die. I don't care. She ain't going nowhere. I'll trap her in the house, handcuff her in the basement. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's, I, and I'm the opposite. I mean, it's, it's really difficult for me to, to say too much bad things about the energy industry and the oil patch. Cause it's been good for me. It's been a good, it's a life far beyond I deserve or, or, uh, you know, could have ever hoped for, but, um, I'll never like the day that I don't have to work in energy and care about the price of oil or what they're doing somewhere else around the world and how it's going to affect my commodity. That will yep. be like, I'll be out Gordo out gone doing something different. I the money they could take, like I could take it or leave it. It's, it's great right now while the kids are young, but um, I would, the connections I've made uh, and somebody else, keeps working in it and has lots of money to, to spend on a business that I decide I want to start, maybe we'll do something different hundred percent. Cause I, I, you know, I used to get drive by a drilling rig and get romantic about the days on it. But then I think about, you know, nippling up when it's 40 below or the, that third three day rig move when the, we had to take the head of steam off the boiler and there was just, you had no heat for that first day when you're trying to make that rig go back together. It was just like, no, not that sexy. I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm not going to miss these days at all. Like, I'll look back fondly, but like, you know, sticking your head in a pee tank for a couple minutes when you're cleaning it out and coming out and having to sit down because you're seeing stars. Um, the benzene's being an issue, which they're not anymore. Everyone's taking yeah. their mitigate that. You got to be under air now if you even go near the entrance of a door. Um, you know, um, you know, yeah, minus 40. I'm not going to miss that. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of joke around all the time about how, you know, Hey, this separates the men from the boys and you know what it really does, but you know, I don't have nothing to prove when I'm 50, 60 years old. Right. Hey, I'm a man. I survived my time. You know, like, you know, there, there is something about going outside to work in minus 40 that just like gets you amped up. You know what I mean? Maybe you had it when you were there, but you know, like I hate it but I love it. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm proving, I'm proving to myself and you know, when I make a video about it, take a picture of it, I'm proving to the the world. Maybe I don't know if that many people are watching, but like, I'm proving to whoever's watching it myself that, Hey, you know what? Like shit on me all you want for being an energy worker. Let's see you do this. Right. Like, Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and and it doesn't matter how many people see it. The fact that you just put it out there for people to see, that's, that's the part about, any of this that matters right i say that all the time i say that all the time um you know it, i don't care about views anymore you know the people that need to see it are seeing it right if you go viral going viral is almost counterproductive because if you have millions of views on it people that don't need to see it are, are seeing it and, and putting their input in that 
you know, they don't know nothing about it. Right. Um, so it's kind of almost counterproductive. You're reaching people beyond your community. Right. And, and Hey, if they want to take interest and become a part of that community and learn about it, that's cool. If they don't cool, move on. But a lot of people can't just move on. They got to be like, Oh, you're killing the environment. Yada, yada, yada. Your wife is cheating on you. Your kids don't know you. Blah, 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 blah. Back in oil field in the house. What's up? Read in the comments section here. Tupac Shakur. What's up? I love the back end and I love the Permian. The big part of my following comes from those two places. They're phenomenal. And Efren Tavar. Dude, the hat, merch link in bio. I don't know where you're commenting from. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. The link's in the bio. www.frostycollective.com or .ca. I don't know which one it is. Woman who made my website. She's in the comment section. She knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. always hustling hey eh, dick you can never just uh like that's just part of it hey eh? like i'm it's, it's just a comment like but you just you got that in you man that's part of you um well you know you know man like uh so when i first started it right like i had no idea people were gonna be like oh the sticker with your face on it i want that you know or or something with your name i want that that's cool and, you know, for, for me, like, I'm not doing the whole merch thing to get rich. That's why the prices are cheap. That's why we made it at home. That's why we keep it. We, we don't go third party or whatever and have to jack the prices up. You know, it's it's just something cool. I want to see a T-shirt that my wife and I have, you know, designed the logo for and, and, and she put all her hard work and time into to make. I want to see that on someone. That's cool, right? Like. You know, uh, you know, I bought a I bought a sweater and a hat off a guy that I followed on TikTok, and it charged one hundred thirty dollars for the two of them. Crazy, right? And so, you know, hey, you want a T-shirt? Twenty bucks. You know, you want a sweater? I think the sweaters are fifty. The hats are thirty, right? I'm not making a crazy, insane amount on it. You know, my wife is, you know, she gets a couple bucks for her time, but like, you know, like that's, it's pretty cool. Right. And as a oil and gas worker who goes through the ups and downs of the, of the price swings, you know, um, it's good to have your hand in many different pots, you know, cause you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Diversify. Um, diversify your portfolio. There you go. But how is it, how strange is it when you roll up on a new rig that you haven't worked on before and there's like some dude's got your hat or your face on his hard hat? Like that's got to be surreal the first couple of times. That's pretty cool. Seeing my sticker or seeing my uh, a, a shirt, you know, it, it's it's that's pretty cool. But like the, the weirdest thing ever, right? Like I talk about this a lot, too. Right. Um, when when someone recognizes you, right, you don't know who they are. Because like you you don't roll on the site and be like, oh my God, that guy follows me, right? Like you don't know. But when you roll on the site, they already know who you are, right? And they're like, that guy, oh, it's that guy from TikTok or Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, whatever. Right. And like it's 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 surreal to be like, and it happens with consultants. I had a consultant do it too, where I roll, I I was on site all day. He didn't know I was there. And then at the end of the day, I went in and to sign out. And uh, he's like, Jake Frost has been on my site all day. I'm like, hey. And then he's like, dude, I'm just collecting TikTok people now. And he's like, I'm one away from from meeting everyone that I wanted to meet, right? Yeah. And naming off all these people that like I talk to on a regular basis. And I think that's cool, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It, it's wild. There was a couple of years ago on uh, my Northwell Trucking or Northwell Trucking um, project, I had uh, Lucille or Lucy, the rig mover chick yep. i think is what her handle is 
And I ran into her once that whole winter. We a guy overshot a, a, a T intersection and was buried. And uh, we we had this we had this bed truck. We just radioed out and said, "Is there a bed truck?" And we got, "Yeah, there'll be one there shortly." And coming from the laydown yard, and this lady shows up, and uh, man, like she had that bed truck hum, humming on a dime. And I was like, wow, wow, that's cool. Like that, wow, that was not what we were all expecting. And she, she was busy doing something. So she took off and then lo and behold, cause you, you actually told me when you came on the podcast, like put a hard hat on when you do my promo and you'll see yeah. the engagement go up. So I just threw a heart, one of my old hard hats on and did the old Dick Frost's on this weekend. And you know, all my other ones are getting three and 400 views and that one got 7,500. And so I'm going through and if you stop and look at that, the algorithm picks it up. And all of a sudden I'm seeing this lady that uh, was working for Northwell up in, in Firebag three or four winters ago when I, when I saw her once and she's got like this huge TikTok top following and all these people are watching her videos. And it's like, it's just crazy to me that what, what people want to see, you know what I mean? There's, there's no accounting for taste. It's just wild. Have a good one, Efren. Uh, so funny story about Lucille, actually. Rig Movement Chick. Uh, so the vet company that I work for, uh, Northwell, is also owned by them or we oh, yeah. own each other. The, the owner owns us both. So I've met Lucille a couple of times. Um, the first time was a really awkward encounter. Um, so she was on uh, Chase Barber's podcast, you know, um, and so... I was on, uh, I think I was on after her and I was talking about my experience with Northwell because I, I had swamped for them a couple times when they were shorthanded and it wasn't a good, good experience. It just wasn't, it was just my experience. It wasn't a good one. Right. And I, it's not for me. And I may have crossed the line or something when I was talking about it saying, you know, like, Hey, I, I, I didn't like it. And she took that personally. So a few months later, uh, gone by and she walks into the shop and I'm like, Hey, it's big moving chick. What's going on? She looks at me. She just doesn't say anything. And I'm like, hey, how come How come you don't have more of a following? Your videos kill it. She's like, well, some sit around and do nothing all day. Some of us actually work for a living dick, right? Like, it's like, oof, oof, spicy, right? Yeah. And, you know, I had a two, four, few choice words when I was describing her, and they weren't nice, but whatever. It was what it is whatever and then i went back on to chase's podcast like a few months after that right and uh and we were talking about it again and i'm like so that was just my experience you know but i actually met lucille and you know she didn't like what i said and i'm like hey nothing against northwell because you know like all great people it was just my personal experience you know and i'm sorry if i offend anyone that works there it was just you know i didn't have a good time Right. And then so I think another couple of months had gone by and she came back in and she she saw me and she's like, Hey, I wanted to say sorry for our last interaction, you know? And and she's like, I'm sorry I came off that way. And I'm like, Hey, hey, it is what it is, you know, uh, whatever. I didn't I didn't take it anyway, but I did. I did take it that way. But she's like, Yeah, that first podcast really, really fired me up, you know. And and she's like, When I heard the second one, she's like, I just felt terrible, right? It was your experience. And I'm like, Yeah, no, exactly what it was. And so we talked for a few minutes and then she carried on her merry way. Right. And yeah, Lucille's a nice gal. <laughs> well, and you think about like how, I don't know what the right word is, but like how sensitive is not the right word, but aware of how being a woman in that, in that line of work, specifically that line of work in the oil field, Weird. how aware, how things can be construed. 
Um, you almost have to understand how she looks at things the hard way the first time. And then she takes that step back. I, I don't think, you know, anyone who's got any kind of uh, uh, understanding of how it works out there can blame her for that. Right. No, no, not at all. You know, and I think any woman in the oil field, there's a lot more of them now than there was before, but like, you know, I think any woman in the oil field, you know, comes in with that, I got a point to prove and there's a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to, I'm going to show you all that I can do it. Right. And, but, but in that industry in particular, that, that the rig moving industry, I don't know how many women are in, in, in that part of the industry, but there can't be a lot. You could probably count the amount of them on one hand. If you got all your fingers, sorry, rig movers. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, but, but the other, the other part of that is if, if she has some experience, if a lady's doing that and she's been around, she's got to be good. Cause that's the only oh. way she's stuffing, sticking it out. You know what I mean? Okay. So then you're like, okay, let's, we'll take that whole group, that whole crew of, of women with the pole trucks and the, and the big beds and the one on the, on the commander that that's who we want in March to come in and do it because you know, they're bulletproof, right? Oh dude. And yeah, she is like, she don't take no shit. You know, like I've heard stories, you know, about, about her. And then when that first interaction I had with her, it was just like, shit yo put the guns away you know like <laughs> bulletproof vest is on you know yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> she, she's a nice gal though so you know whatever i get it i got i get it right from the beginning when she said that i'm like oh shit like i i also didn't realize what i was saying you know no. uh I, I didn't think what i was saying held any merit you know what i mean i'm just you know and i've had to it's been a long time since that podcast and I've had to come to, I've had to come to terms or, and realize that, you know, we didn't ask for it. Well, we kind of did by being on here, but, but you know, we're all, we're just people making videos. Right. And, and people are putting those kind of people on pedestals. Right. And oh, yeah. pulling the higher standards, which I mean is good. Hey, hold everyone to a higher standard. But like, if I step out of line and say something that I don't mean, don't burn me on the cross for it. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know, I'm just a person like you, I'm going to say shit that I shouldn't, you know, uh, the difference is I'm saying it on a public platform where there's going to be who knows how many people pick up on it and, 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 and it goes through their brain. Right. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, as long as you're not being intentionally hurtful, you're not doxing somebody, you know what I mean? There's some lines you can't cross, but other than that, there's also like the unfollow button or put your phone down and go for a walk. Like you, just because yeah. you're you're mad about something doesn't mean you have to, you know. I'm I'm I keep things like really tame on my podcast purposely. Like it's it's super non-political. It's super just tell me your story, tell me your take on it. I don't want to get into your thoughts on God because I don't care, and and nobody else listening does. Um, but but there has been some times where there, we've just kind of danced around things a little bit. Um, that it's like you know. Uh, this is what it is. This is who I am. This is what I believe. You know what? You can always just not listen, and that's fine too. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. There's a. I'm not interested in this block. Right. Yeah. If you don't again and you don't follow them, but they keep popping up, block. You'll never see them again. Right. Not everyone needs to know your opinion, and same goes with creators too. Not everyone needs to know our opinion either. But hey, we're putting it out there, and if you want to listen to it, listen to it. But at the same time, I I, I get both sides. Um, you know, 
the whole the whole purposely you know not talking about certain things i i do that too right i love talking politics but i save that for my personal facebook page with my friends and i save that for home and my coworkers, even when they don't want to hear it right but where where i don't put it is on is on my on my uh right. tiktok facebook page and my like my dick frost facebook page and my and my podcast i leave that out of it right um so i i've jumped into politics a couple of times on tiktok and on instagram and on instagram when i jump into politics i bleed followers for a week right yeah. it's like ooh. so i stay away from that right if you look at where i work and 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 you know some of the things that i i support or whatnot it's not hard to tell which way that domino falls anyways right but I don't, oh, yeah. talk. I don't need to talk about it. Right. Uh, you, you can tell, and I'm not shoving my opinion down your throat about it. There's a woman on TikTok. She's out of Ontario where we've talked about having her on the podcast. I think she's got like 15, 20 million followers. Everyone knows which way she swings on the political pen, pendulum pendulum. Yeah. Everyone knows which way she swings, right? She's a teacher. She, she's part of the LGBTQ community. She's a fucking nice person right and we've talked i'm like man you're my favorite liberal in the world you know we we don't we don't see eye to eye on politics but i love your stance on things i love i love your your point of views and i think you know you have great um you know uh topics of conversation great talking points you know so like we we talk in the dms we don't talk about it in the video we don't we don't you know we don't have each other's phone number not yet that's coming right she knows who kylie knows who she is well, but that's that's the thing. You you stumble over the the piece that's missing is a well thought out point of view, right? You can respect a well thought out point of view, even if it's different. The problem is those are so few and far between. It's just that that's the part that I get. You know, I, I I'm the same as you. I believe what I believe, and if anybody knows anything about me and listens to the pod, they they know where I'm at. But it's like I just don't feel like having to explain another to another person who has no interest in understanding where I'm coming from, where I'm coming from. So it's like, let's just, let's just stop this right now. And we'll just talk about people who are doing their on their second act. I love that, man. I, I love your whole podcast right from your, your son being part of it with you right down to the kinds of people you're able to get on your podcast interview you put together. Right. We talked a little bit, in backstage if you want to call it that how like i don't i don't put pen to paper and and come up with a plan because you know i found that plans just working in the oil field has done that to me plans go awry all the time you know you put a plan together it's not gonna go that way you know what i mean it's it's just not and you know um if it does wow there's some miracle and the other shoe is about to drop so hold on tight so you know there's there's no plan i i fly by the seat of my pants and and it goes how it goes and that's that's how i love it that's chaos i thrive in the chaos oh absolutely and i think that the like like as we were saying that that's where the magic happens is when somebody kind of takes you tangentially over here and you're like okay i gotta follow up on that that was just too great of a comment for me to not get some follow-up on but yep. i just for mine because i try to keep it i call it one calgary commute 40 minutes you can get anywhere in calgary in 40 minutes so um i try to yeah. keep it to that and i just have things i want to you know touch on and i've had lots of lots of um 
interviews where like the bottom third of the page we hadn't even touched on, but we were already an hour deep. Right. And it's like, we'll have you on for part two, I guess, because this is just too good to, to not talk, continue to talk about this. And I, you know, the ones that I find are, um, are like that are the ones where, where I'm talking to people who are doing something in the mental health space now, because often they get into the meat and potatoes of their story about why mental health became so important to them. Um, it, it feels like you'd be doing a huge disservice to them to, to stop that or to supplement that with, with, you know, a, a story about something that you want to talk about. And yeah. kind of the next thing, you know, you're 50 minutes in and this person's just kind of bared their soul to you. I had one with a lady named Kara Fogwell from uh, Powell river, BC. And I, I joked, she might be my favorite episode ever. Um, she was like 61 or 62. Oh. Uh, I apologize, Dick, but, uh, <laughs> But like she literally like took a deep breath and and talked for like 42 minutes. Like it just was pouring out of her. And she talked about being abused and being an abusive marriage and this child and how she was struggling. And and I had all these things about the VR wellness initiative that she was putting together, the VK wellness initiative. And uh, it just seemed so trivial compared to what she was talking about. You know what I mean? And I, at the end, I was like, I've never done one of these before. I'm going to have to like interject my thoughts into it where that makes sense, where she was taking a breath, collecting herself. And it was just such a crazy experience. I, I shouldn't use that. I, I really have to get away from using the word crazy because that is an implication all onto its own. But it yeah. was such a, a unique experience for this. Like, like I literally started this as an as a self-help thing for me to figure out why I was the way I am. And now I'm having these people come and pour their story out to me. It was just incredible to go, wow, this look at what I, I can't cut any of this. And I didn't get to the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yep. I have a lot of aha moments uh, doing this and on TikTok in general, you know, where it's like, damn this is why I do this. This is why I do that. Right. There's a video for everything out there. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, no, uh, man, we could go on for hours about why I am the way I am, why I talk the way I talk, how I sometimes I joke the way I do everything right down from the, the moment I say hi to how long it takes me to say goodbye. Right. There is a reason for it. And yeah. dude, it's some deep shit sometimes. Right. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, there you go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop using the word crazy too. I say it a lot. It's, it's unreal. Well, it's funny how some words you're able to just block out of, of the lexicon. I mean, I, I'm a few years older than you, but like we, we said the R word fairly regularly. Like you know, growing up, that was a word. You don't, you don't hear it a lot much anymore. Um, the, the N word was still pretty verboten by the time I was, you know, you know, in the. 80s and 90s when I was growing up we didn't I don't recall saying it a lot or, or at all um but now we're just as linguistics evolve and people their their views change words just kind of go away and my wife always gives me a hard time because I say everything is interesting on the podcast but I'm like out of all the other options that's the most benign so can you just leave me that word please it's interesting I just leave that yeah. with me it's crazy how awesome that word is <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, do you have any, any uh, podcasts that you like to listen to? Any any ones that you would? So I uh, 
I do. I, I try to listen to um, I try to listen to the big story every morning on my way to work. It's a fairly left leaning podcast out of out of Toronto, um, Star uh, Global News kind of thing. Um, I like to I like to listen to it because I like to try to understand why those people out there think the way they do. That's ultimately that's why. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, uh, other than that, I, I really try to like dump my podcast list about every three months and just go find five or six new ones to, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm love hate with Rogan. You know, I, he, he does such a great job when he wants to challenge people, but when he's just telling people how great they are, it gets to three hours of that gets to be a bit much, um, got into Huberman labs fairly heavily recently uh his podcast in the early part of december regarding caffeine optimizing caffeine use um blew my mind actually uh, a lot of the things that he was talking about um and then actually shout out to my good friend dick frost uh the 90s podcast kathy kinzora oh. he took turned that on to me and then uh, i so i listened to to your old pod um and and it was fine i i guess i kind of yeah, I did it because I knew you and I was like, okay, I want to see what these guys and some of their stuff I found interesting. Some of the stuff um, I've listened to everything, but Dennis's podcast. And I actually find this format is better. I, I find that um, I guess maybe because I, I had a bit of a history with you that I, I was more interested in what you had to say maybe than, than the other guy. Um, and this is, this is you They're like, this is unabashedly Dick Frost. Right. And that's, that's the kind of stuff. That's who I'm turning into. And that's a good friend of mine. Um, he, he works with comedians in, in the lower mainland in Victoria and, and he's super supportive of, of my pod, but he's like, you need people tuning in to hear what you think of the guest and not just the guest. And that's where I'm, you know, my, my, I've kind of gone to a certain, to a certain level. And, and I just haven't turned that corner with it yet. Right. People don't tune in to talk to Gord. They talk, tune in to hear who Gord's talking to. And, and that's what we're, uh, we're trying to get that sorted out here right now. Um, what Kylie said down there, anything with Dennis on, anytime I have Dennis on, it's always mental health, right? Like the episode two was big about mental health. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, every time we, Dennis is on, Dennis brings a, a comedic side to it. Right. But we'll always take it to mental health. Dennis is going through it. Dennis is always going through it. We're all always going through it. Right. And that's okay. And we've, we've come to talk about how, you know, you know, he's seeking help and, and I'd rather him seek help and talk about that and, and, and unleash it all on, on me if he needs to, rather than, you know, me getting a phone call from someone saying, Hey, Dennis isn't with us anymore, you know, cause Dennis is a fucking super swell dude. And, you know, um, the kind of guy you go to bat for all the time. So, uh, you know, uh, cause he's right there going to bat for you. So, you know, when he's talking mental health, you, we, we listen and, you know, we we were talking on that episode about how you know like mental health never truly gets better. You just learn to maintain it, right? And and you know it's a lot of thing that a lot of people gotta learn, right? It's like oh this you're not gonna get better. You're gonna learn to be happier, and you're gonna learn to maintain and and be okay. You're gonna survive between bouts, right? It's pretty much what it is, and. And that's, that's huge, right? A lot of people need to, to learn that, you know, this is never going away. This is going to be here forever. Right. And, and it's, it only helps if we talk about it because the only way we get through it is together. Right. So. 
Well, that that reminds me of one more podcast I do want to mention that I do listen to um, is the Easy Conversations podcast with Firk and Dandia, and uh, Firk is a is a friend, um, and he founded him and a, another friend of mine, uh, Kirk uh, Coburn, founded the Mankind Initiative. It's it's not the Mankind and uh, it's not Mankind that is global. This Mankind Initiative is local to Calgary. We meet every other. Every other Wednesday, there's a group of about 20 of us, and we usually have six or eight in the room, and we just have we meet for an hour and a half every Wednesday, every other Wednesday evening, and um, and that's been like there's been some some super successful dudes. There's been some super in shape dudes. There's been some super good looking dudes uh, walk through that door, and everyone is like we start off, you know, talking about how we are one to ten. And there's guys that you're just like, you know, if you saw them on the street, you'd think they had it all. And they're like, man, I'm a, I'm a one and a half and a two. And it's a good thing I had this to come to today. And that's one of the the things that, you know, um, I, I pride myself on. My, my son is going to see his dad talk about how he feels so that it, the stigma goes away so that he can he can understand that you can be a man, whatever that entails in your brain. And you can still put your hand up when you need help and say, I'm struggling today. So that's something that um, the previous generations, the boomers had a hard time doing. And they passed that on to their millennial children, right? Where, you know, my dad was not good at that at all. My dad was hurting inside. Looking back now, my dad was hurting and he still is, right? And, but he never talked about it and he refused to deal with it. And how did he take that out? He took that out on everyone around him, right? And, you know, when my dad was in a bad mood, everyone if you were in a good mood you suffered right? yeah and yeah. always in a good mood right so like i i wasn't i've talked about this before i wasn't necessarily a target it was a, any woman in the house we've talked about that before on uh actually the last podcast um not the last one episode four so episode four we talked about that uh with tara from uh octane energy uh services there she um safety services i should say and she talked about the window of tolerance. So if you, if you, here, she showed me this, right? So, so she showed me the window of tolerance, right? We're here in the middle here. It's, everything's all good. Up here, you're, you're manic. You're riding a high. And down here, you're just like, I'm not getting off the couch, right? So in here is where everyone kind of sort of always wants to be. But you're here or you're here. You're barely, barely here, right? So it's, it's really it's really interesting. And I, and I love talking about that with her. Um, and you, you, you said that was the easy conversations podcast. Yeah. E Z Z uh, Canadians. E Z conversations for Ken Dandia. He's got, uh, he's got some pretty incredible people. I don't know where, how he gets in touch with people and finds people, but man, he's, uh, he's got like people from Australia and all over the world, um, dialing into, to, to chat. And he's got, uh, He's got a few guys on there that, um, you know, the things they talk about, the the conversations they have. I mean, Firk's, Firk's trained in in the mental health space, so he he's able to guide those conversations. But uh, it's it's pretty incredible. That's awesome, man! I love that. Um, here's 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 a podcast you should add to your list. It's called um, the Basement the the Basement Buddies podcast. It's with uh, Basement Brooks. Uh, I met him here on TikTok. He lives in Oregon. Solid dude. Oh, yeah. you know, a real solid individual. Uh, the, he's a UPS driver. 
and and just the things that he he does i think he does a couple of them from his from his hot tub actually it's it's interesting he's just chilling in his hot tub what's up guys this is basement brooks right and uh yeah i know he's he's a really really good guy um there's that one there's all well, spit and chiclets you know if you're a sports fan um there's the steve dangle podcast another that's that's mostly if you're a leaf fan yeah um yeah, he's he's a solid guy. I listen to history of the '90s on the regular. Like that is, I don't know if you listen to the latest one or not. Uh, the oh, women yeah. of country, yeah, women of '90s. I did not realize uh, how much they suppressed women these days in country music. Like how listening to that podcast, they're like, "Yeah, women in the '90s, they broke out, right? They had it crazy, and now you barely hear any women on the radio, country singer wise, because you know they have to have a what was it a 10 to one yeah 10 to one ratio yeah. they, they never play more than one uh one woman at a time if you play back to back that's that's not it doesn't fit right you gotta do like 10 men singers and then put in a woman and then 10 more men they the women should be uh, the men should be the lettuce and the women should be the tomatoes is what they said in that podcast and it blew my mind yeah. that that dude went on a industry podcast and actually said that out loud yeah yeah and and who was it was it martina mcbride that wore the tomato shirt yeah she's like hey yeah. right call me tomato i love the dixie chick story right i i i've always found that one kind of interesting and why it played out you know and and how it's going and i didn't realize you know and leanne leanne was it leanne rhymes yeah. how young she was not and and just different parts of you know how her dad i i never knew that story right I uh, I have a great uh, great story on one of my pods about the the Dixie Chicks. Actually, I don't know if it if it made it in the story, but or in the pod. But um, one of the guys or one of the guys I camp with all summer uh, back at Candle Lake, Saskatchewan, um, is he's a fellow named Donnie Peronto. He's a he's a country music singer songwriter. You know, he's a fiddle player, and his his claim to fame was he was the fiddle player in Neil McCoy's band in in the nineties and early two thousands, like the wink and and all those songs he was he was he was the only member of that band that toured with him and and recorded with him and he you know in that they talk about how natalie mains was kind of mashed together with the sisters right and 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 donnie talks about how he you know being a fiddle player he'd help them get some people together and you know i don't know exactly which one but um how as soon as they got as big as they got, all of a sudden they, Donnie, Donnie, they lost Donnie's number. They he couldn't get any love back from him when they got big, and he needed tickets anywhere. So, oh, that's it. Um, so I have I have a question for you. Uh, actually, I have a couple questions for you. Actually, um, and answer it if you want. Answer if you don't, or don't answer if you don't. Um, your your podcast, uh, how, it, it's going really, really, really well. Have you considered, or do you already currently have like sponsors? Have you looked into it? Do you have some? So no, I, that's that was kind of so. I'm like I'm going to be a hundred episodes deep in May. Um, I'll probably take some time off in the summer and run some best of stuff. I, I want to have things coming out, even if I'm not actively. I don't really yeah. have seasons. I just kind of do them. Um, my wife and I are like we 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 don't it's never made a penny all it ever has done is cost for the you know the couple of programs you have to you have to pay for for editing and whatnot but um 
I, I haven't done any any of that. And uh, I, I did the engagement uh, January. I posted every day on TikTok and, and Instagram and got some engagement up. Um, but I, uh, you know, I got a daughter that plays club volleyball, a son that plays hockey. Um, you know, my wife works full time. I work full time. Uh, I'm just kind of tapped and I just, you know, it's like if, if this, if I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning every day in January and I was literally on social media until five 30, you know, like it was a half an hour before I even did anything in the morning, getting those posts up. And if like, if that's the grind that it's going to be, if that's what a sponsor needs for me in order to, to pay for a new mic or a new computer or something like that, it's like, I'm a 45 year old dude, man. I, <laughs> I just don't know if I have it in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, I don't know. Are you on RSS? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have to? I, I, I use Anchor. So I, that's creates an RSS feed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, StreamYard too. And um, so there's that, if you go into the tools thing, it tells you podcasts of any size can, is, is eligible for it. Right. And it shows you a list of the people who are looking to do, to, to sponsor a show. And like, you know, it, sometimes they're not very big and, and whatnot, the companies or whatnot, but you know, I've, I've started looking into that. I'm only, this will be episode six, right? I'm starting, uh, you know, maybe after episode 10, maybe we'll see how the, the next couple episodes play out. I don't care if they don't do well or not. I'm having a lot of fun. This is a passion for me. Uh, the last podcast ignited that, right? Where, you know, I always like to talk. I always like to get to know people. So like the last podcast, when, when that ended, it kind of bummed me out a bit. So I stopped listening to podcasts for a while. But, you know, uh, it didn't really kill the killed the passion right it just it just i need to take some time away from that so um but after i don't know maybe after episode 10 i'm gonna start really really looking around at who i can send a message to or 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 message or you know email text i don't know how you do it but like i'm i'm gonna start looking into that because of you know and I use my AirPods. I don't have a, a headset like some people do, and I don't have a microphone. And I, I'd like a soundboard. Hey, soundboard would be cool, you know. If so, you know, uh, what do you what do you use to edit? Uh, so I I record with Google Meets, and then I have a Zamzar file converter that I that I pay for, and it takes it from an MP4 to a wave, and then I upload it into Audacity, and I do all my editing in Audacity. And then uh, from there, you can export it out as a as an MP3, and then you post it in uh, in um, Anchor, which is a Spotify product. Um, is how I post everything, and that's where I host all it all is on Anchor. Well, that's pretty cool. So on Streamyard here, I, I I do all this, I set it up, and then after I hit end and whatnot, it's over. I can download the video and the audio separately. And, I, and then I throw the video into CapCut and then, you know, I do what I need to do in CapCut. And, I, and my wife, uh, the audio, because I do not know how to do that, but I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. I just I don't like when she's a part. So it's like, yeah. uh, hey, can you help me do this? Even though it's like, hey, you know what? I need you today. Right. And, yeah. and she, she, it's not that she doesn't want to. She, she loves doing it. She loves helping out. So. You know, I love I love that she has taken an interest in anything that I do here. You know, online. Uh, when it first started, she never took interest at all. Right? There was she was never in my lives. She was she didn't like any videos. Now, now she sent video ideas. She's like, you need to do this, and you need to say it like this, and you need to 
you know, it needs to be brought out like that and deliver, deliver it like this and say this, but have this person that you work with a part of it. And, and oh yeah, she, she's all for it. She comes into my lives. She can go live. Now, so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, I helped her. I didn't help. Her. Started making her own videos that did fairly well. Right. She got her live access, went live and she, she's cool with that. She doesn't need 10,000 followers. She doesn't need 50,000 followers. She's happy with the 1500 that she has, right? If she gets more, she gets more. Yeah. And that's like, my wife's not that at all. She prefers her anonymity. Um, you know, I, I did a couple of uh, supporting act podcasts where I talked to, to my son and my mom and Deanne to this point, I don't think, she's she gives me a hard time that she hasn't been involved but if we actually sat down with a microphone i'm not sure where it would go um i had i had a lady named uh sandra baker uh her alter ego here in calgary is the beer maven um she's this uh saucy red-headed lady who knows she's like a sommelier for beer is is and she goes you know if you're having an event at your house you're having something uh a birthday party you'd, you'd invite her and she would get everyone's tastes and she would bring all these unique beers and anyways the, the, the go listen to that podcast it was a great one but um i i had this idea of the the steve carell uh, michael scott when he pulls up in in his pt cruiser and he's got the not britney spears song playing and he says it's pretty bitch and she's back or whatever so i did that i made a spoof of that when i pulled up and i was like it's the beer maven bitch and you know i do i have those kind of like you know, I did the thing with Michael Scott with the coffee cup. It's like his world's greatest podcaster on it. And I said, yeah, like I, I bought it at a garage sale at Joe Rogan's house or something like that. And, you know, I do that kind of shit, but ultimately I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I don't edit well. I'm, you know, I, I don't have the confidence to put those things out on the regular. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and it's a muscle. You build it. My daughter will not participate in the podcast at all she she doesn't listen to it she's never listened to one um it's just kind of me and liam doing our thing he's he's a little bit more like me he doesn't mind putting it out there and getting the reaction even if it's not always as good as you'd hoped it would be um you learn from it right so your daughter will listen one day if she's not already secretly listening right like she's probably got it somewhere being like that's my dad he's well she's She's uh she's just about 13 and I found out she secretly had a boyfriend for two months, so maybe she's doing all kinds of things secretly. Who knows? Oh daddy's angry. My uh, <laughs> not, at, not at all, man. It's it's that's where we're at in this point in life, right? Dude, hundred percent that next chapter, right? And and that's that's crazy. My my five-year-old man, she is into some wild, wild shit. Like not bad stuff. Thing, but she's uh she's starting to want to hit people a little bit right she's not knowing to do with what her anger anger and you know she's she's got some and and i think it has to do with the boy that she hangs out with right she he's frustrating her he's frustrating the hell out of me too i believe me this kid is annoying i call him belly button boy and there's a reason for that he pulled up into my yard this past summer or last summer maybe he whipped it out in front of my kids and and started going to the bathroom in my yard my daughter comes running in it's like mom mom 
why is he leaking from his belly button? Right. And not knowing that he just, or she just caused this boy years of therapy down the road. All right. And calling it a belly button. So, you know, uh, so yeah, no, he's, he's been a, he's been a steady constant in our lives for over a year now. And they, they fight like cats and dogs, but she's starting to stand her ground back. Like he's kind of sort of bullying, but like, they're just, they're five. Right. Yeah. So there's, she's kind of, kind of sort of being bullied by him, but she's starting to stand her ground. Like, you know, she's like, yeah, I hit him the other day. Like, what, what, why? Cause he hit me first. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Hey, you're not going to get in trouble of self-defense. Right. Like, Hey, good for you. You know, maybe we don't hit though. Right. Let's, let's find other ways around that. And my, my youngest daughter, she's about to turn three here and she's going to jail one day. Like yeah. their jail is in her future. She, she uh, comes at me and a lot of other people with intent to hurt. Like there's premeditation there. What's up, Cody? Oh man. Premeditation in a three-year-old is uh that's an aggressive stance to take. She, she is nuts. Let me tell you this, but like, she, I don't know. I don't know what we need to do to maybe there's a lobotomy in that kid's future. I don't know. Right. Like that's the right word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure that it is, but I think it's the word you were thinking of. <laughs> Probably. He's nuts. Um, so I guess I got, you know, one more question for you and, and then, you know, if you you take however you want to take it, I just started doing this on on a, on a different on on the last podcast that's about to come out that no one's heard yet, but it's like kind of like a segment I want to add in, you know. Um, so let's say okay, so you're Mount Rushmore, right? The the four people that you look up to or or you know value the most in your life or who have inspired you, like who's on your Mount Rushmore? Cool. Four people. Well, Mount Rushmore had four, right? Yeah. 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 So four, four so people. So I did this uh, for, there's another group, another men's group in town here. They talked about uh, their name, uh, their, the men's league. And they, they asked this question. They put it out and they called or emailed and asked if I would put a submission in. So so I, I said my dad, um, and I, I don't think that's uncommon. My dad is a little bit of a unique story. Um, in 1985, so he would have been in his early 30s. Uh, he was, he was, he was suffered a massive brain injury. He was shot in the head with a 22, uh, defending wow. our, our farm from, from some near do wells who were trying to steal my mom's car, uh, massive, massive brain injury. So he, uh, he, he lived a, a unique life. Um, looking back as I've gotten older, uh, I understand why he was the way he was. There was, his boys were, uh, his boys were seven and six and, and they, that part of, being a, a father was was more or less taken from him and you know uh he he you talk about how your dad maybe wasn't always the most fun to be around uh i lived it i lived it he he'll admit it now um it was a tough go uh he's a completely different person now and and you know he uh he's lost a lot of things in his life through no fault of his own with the cards he was dealt and um i'll tell you he's 72 years old um you'd never uh, I mean, he doesn't speak fluently in, in sentences, but he can communicate. You know, he's he's got some some residual uh, some stuff happening, but he's happy. He's he's loves his grandkids. Um, he's a he's a 
you know, uh, just a, a happy grandfatherly type guy. And I look up to, to see the things that he's battled through. And that's just one of a number of things. Um, but that's kind of the, the, the story shaping part uh, for him. And, and he's definitely like whatever the highest president on Mount Rushmore is that, that would be, that would be the, that guy for me. And then I, I have a couple of, of friends that I've made later on in life um, that, uh, you know, at, at a point in my life when I really wasn't looking for a friend, uh, I made, I met two guys, um, one guy's named Jason Jackson. He's on the podcast and another guy's named Dave Strang. And those guys, um, they hold me to account. Uh, you know, they're Jay's, I think a year older than me, Dave's a year younger than me. And we have, we have a, a group text that, uh, you know, hope should, should be, erased upon expiration because I never want anyone to see what goes into that group text. Should I pass on? Uh, but I mean, they're just, uh, they're incredible dudes. They, they hold me to account. They offer, uh, an opportunity for me to, to talk when, when I just need to talk. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Saskatchewan. Dave, Dave grew up in, uh, in cold Lake, Alberta. Jabe grew up in Brooks. So nothing couldn't have been different growing up. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty wild how guys like that can have uh, such an effect, um, on your life when you meet them, you know, in your late thirties. And then, um, probably the last guy I would have to say is, is the guy I would consider my best friend, such as a 45 year old man ever has one. He's, his name's Ryan Noasad. Him and I grew up together and he, yeah, right, right. Shortly, you know, we were probably like 22, 23. He, uh, he, he got with a lady who just had a baby. Um, and we were in no shape to be around a baby. Like the, the, <laughs> the people we were at that point in our lives, um, it, it was not conducive to, to, uh, raising children. And, but he, he was in love with this, this child's mom and, and they're together still to this day. And, and they had, two more daughters. And so, so that boy, he raised more or less as his own. I, I don't know what Ethan's relationship is with his biological father, but, but Ryan's his dad. Um, and Ryan took that on and uh, he, he came from a family where the same kind of thing happened. His mom and dad split and this, this guy that came in to be his dad is his dad, whether or not the birth certificate says it or not. And Ryan was a, a huge influence on my parenting because he had Ethan who was, however many years, 10 years older than his daughters that he had with, with his wife. And he would tell me all the time that, man, like don't wish a minute of your kid's life away because I was so young that I didn't enjoy that with Ethan. And I'm getting a second chance with, with Macy and Callie. Um, don't ever miss that because you're not going to have that chance. Your, your kids are, you're only going to do that once. And that's something that I've kind of really taken to heart on the days when it's just, feels like it's a lot or almost too much. It's like, no, I remember no nosy told me about this. It was going to feel like this some days. And that doesn't mean that, that you have to, you have to wish this part of the, their life away. You can just be beat. You can be defeated, uh, but you got to show up next day for, for those kids and you got to show up for your family. So I guess if I had to pick four people, um, you know, it's my dad, it's, it's my two buddies that I met later in life that hold me to account as a man today. And then, and then a guy who really shaped my, my worldview right from, I, I remember kindergarten seeing this kid. Um, his mom always laughs because she thought I was a jerk because Ryan just said, mean gourd, mean gourd. 
not understanding <laughs> that it was me and Gord, right? So. <laughs> oh, that, no, man, that's that's incredible. Your dad sounds like, you know, uh, like someone that, you know, second act, you know what I mean? Like he he lived his second act fairly early and it wasn't a good one, right? And, you know, he still managed to, I don't know, put a smile on if he did or not, but like he still managed to, you know, soldier on and 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 still try to be something anyway. Yeah, it's it's an incredible story. That guy's life is a whole podcast in itself. I mean, he uh yeah, it's uh, my uh you know, we're we're getting on in time so I don't want to get too far into it, but like uh, I had a younger brother, he was uh, 16 months younger than me and his he was killed in a car accident. Uh the funeral was the day before my 25th birthday. And so my dad, you know, in, in 85, he gets shot in 97, you know, him and my mom split up and my mom will tell you, like, he was a completely different person. You know, he, it was just, it, it was too, too much. And then in 2003, Eric passed away. Um, you know, that's three pretty life altering things. And, and I'll tell you what, man, if you saw this guy, that son of a bitch, he's going to sm- slap you on the back and he's going to ask you how you're doing. And, um, you know, and, and he's, he's figured out a way to, to squeeze, squeeze lemons and, and make some lemonade. And I mean, man, how do you not look up to a guy like that? Right. Incredible. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Man, that's, I think that's a perfect way to end this actually. Cause like, that's one hell of a story. Right. And that's, that's kind of shaped you and how you got here. That's who I am, bro. That's who I am. I really appreciate you having me on Dick. I had a lot of fun. I, this, uh, this, these folks chatting over here on the side, man. It's uh, pretty wild to see there's people out there tuning in. Yeah, man, I love that. And, you know, it's only five people, but like I said, it's the right five people. And at one point there was 10 or 11 in here, right? So, you know, that's, I I love that. And, you know, I'm definitely going to, we, I got to have you back on, you know, maybe as a guest co-host sometime, you know, and, and we can, we can interview, take your interview style and my interview style, you know, shoot from the hip and, and hope the bullet goes somewhere else. What a horrible thing to say after that. Jeez, I should have thought about that. <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, it's all good. I, I know your your heart's in the right spot, and uh, and I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to to do a live one here with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it here um, after after my March uh, women's extravaganza. I've got episodes up till then, and and I'm gonna post it and uh, let hopefully my audience can get turned on to to some of the stuff we're talking about here too. Absolutely, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. I, I loved having you. And yeah, this has been Gord with the uh, Second Act Podcast. He's solid a- individual, and you just heard his basically with the why he is the way he is. All right, guys. Everyone for have better a good or night for and, worse. Uh, yeah, stay frosty.